Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, aka the Gargoyle, and joining me once again is Eric, the Chimerican. Yes, I'm Eric, aka the Chimerican. You you stole my line. Well, yeah, it's what I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, at, at this point, I think that's uh, that's your new nickname. Yeah, no, it's sticking. It's definitely sticking. Yeah, it's, I, I dig it. it. It's just too good. It, it works know? perfectly. Well, because like I'm, I'm already picturing it i've been picturing it since the first time you said come here the logo yes yeah like one of them is just you know like gonna be wearing a trucker hat and <laughs> like just a big old thing and dip but like the dip is made want, out of people i want the serpent tail to be wearing the trucker hat because it doesn't make <laughs> sense that it would be wearing the trucker hat because it wouldn't be able to see and that's what i love about it <laughs> maybe it can be backwards and it can be looking through the little like gap in the hat above where the uh strap is Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Everything good about it. (laughs) Uh, All right. So we are on day 18 of 60 Days of Halloween, and this is uh, day four of E.B. Tolbert's Fear of Decapitation Week, which has been such a just fun and bizarre week. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's definitely a lot of really fun over the top kind of movies. Yeah. And like, they only get more and more bizarre. Like somehow Tag (laughs) is the least bizarre movie. It really is. I know. Oh man! Maybe not least bizarre, and maybe Sleepy Hollow was the least bizarre. I'm, yeah, I haven't watched Sleepy Hollow again yet. I will soon, but it it is definitely worth rewatching. Oh it's, no, I really uh, want to. I want to. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I really want to revisit it. You, you should. It's good. It's definitely worth checking out. Uh, all right, so tonight we are talking about Reanimator, which I, that Reanimator, like Evil Dead, is just one of those movies that anytime I have a chance to watch it, it's just like, yep. Yeah, it's it's such a crazy, crazy movie. It's it, so funny. It, it, it is. I love it so much. Uh, all right, so we're going to be doing the same thing that we've done on the rest of the reviews where we talk about what information did we have uh, before viewing the movie, what did we think of it from a technical standpoint, what did we think of it from an emotional standpoint, how rewatchable is it, and who do we recommend the movie for? All right, so rewatchability. What you got? Wait, we're starting with rewatchability? No, that's... You, is that a, <clears throat> I said rewatchability. Is that the spoken version of a typo? The, sometimes my brain doesn't work. <clears throat> prior, <laughs> prior information. information. You know, yes. Maybe I said that because my prior information is how much I've watched it. So, <laughs> that like, might be it. That, yeah, that's the excuse I'm going to come up with. So this mm. is the second time I've seen Reanimator. Um, before I'd seen it, I remember, I think I first heard about it on like one of those like Bravo 100 scariest movie moments or something like that. And I'm sure you know exactly what moment it is in this movie. It's 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 the moment in the movie right. with Barbara Crampton and the severed head. And when I saw that, <laughs> I was like, okay, I really need to see this movie. And then I, I also remember uh, in American Beauty, there is a part where Kevin Spacey and Wes Bentley are smoking pot and talking about this movie briefly. And whenever yeah. I remember like, oh, that sounds really weird. Like <laughs> I've got to see that movie. That sounds super bizarre. But yeah, and it's but it's, what's weird though is I feel like this is the second time I watched it, and I didn't really remember a whole lot of the movie this time. I, the last time I watched it was probably like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching it again was like watching it again for the first time, other than a few moments toward the end where I was like, "Yeah, I definitely remember this." Yeah, there are some scenes that you just can't forget. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could, but no, you really can't. Um, <laughs> you can try, but you will <laughs> fail. I I. 
I don't remember the first time that I saw Reanimator, and I've not rewatched it nearly as many times as Evil Dead. But it is one of those movies that anytime I have a chance to watch it, it's just I, I love it so much. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Combs is amazing, and Stuart Gordon it just brings out a masterful piece of Lovecraftian '80s horror goodness. And I, oh man, and and Barbara Crampton has a very special place in my heart. You know, she she is definitely a not really a scream queen because she doesn't really scream all that much. It's much she more. She screams of a, a lot in this movie. But, like, I don't think of her in terms of Scream Queen, you know? Like, yeah. I think of her as a horror icon, I guess. Yeah, no, she definitely is. Um, But, but yeah, so just I, I've seen it a ton, and that was the prior information that I had going into it. Um, So from a technical standpoint, I, I've already said that I love this movie. Yeah. I absolutely love this movie. Do you, do you love this movie, Nathan? I love this movie so much. <laughs> Like, I couldn't tell. I, I love this movie so much that if my head were removed from my body, I would come back to life just to watch it again. <laughs> but from I love a it. technical standpoint, Put it on the box. There, there, from a technical standpoint, there are definitely a lot of flaws. Yeah, it's not a perfect movie at all, for sure. I mean, the one thing for me, technically, that I really have to emphasize that I think makes the movie more than anything, even more than like the crazy special effects and just like how over the top it is, is Jeffrey Combs' performance in this movie. Like yes. he is absolutely incredible. Like you said before we even started recording, it's like every single line that he delivers in this movie is pitch perfect in every way <laughs> for just like maximum like scenery chewing effect. Like yeah. he is fantastic. Like there's so many, there are a lot of lines in the movie that are like, I feel like if anybody else was saying them, they probably wouldn't work very well, but it's just the way that he says the lines. Like, I don't know if it's an especially well-written movie, but the way he says it is just so hilarious. It's so perfect. Well, yeah, like he just has like this almost like pseudo Shakespearean quality. Yeah, it's almost like a Shakespearean actor in some kind of B horror movie. His, uh, all right, so his like pacing and intonation and just like how he delivers his lines is very Alan Rickman-esque. Yeah, yeah. He's got this kind of arrogance about him that he that just comes across beautifully in his performance. Yeah. And it makes his character so... Because he's constantly screwing up in this movie over and over and <laughs> over again. But he's just like, screw it, let's just keep going. Like He's like, we got this, it's okay. <laughs> he's like always... It, he's so single-minded in his purpose. To It's like, I don't care how much I screw up, how many people have to die. Like, I'm going to make this work yeah well and like he's a very believable character even though his performance i don't want to say it's over the top because again it's just a very it's fitting with the movie yeah but like he's still very very believable you know it's not like a melodramatic like every line must be delivered like this like it it's yeah. not so over the top that it takes you out of it it's like oh right yeah he is like a classic gothic mad scientist and I, and i love it and it totally works i have to i have to mention one scene it's not a spoiler at all but one of my favorite scenes in the movie is whenever he's at the lecture whenever they're uh whenever dr hill is that his name dr hill sure. uh he's dr he's, poopy pants he's first in the uh it's the first time he's in class and like as dr hill is speaking he's saying things that uh that Herbert West, that Jeffrey Combs' character doesn't agree with. So he's like breaking a pencil and then he immediately pulls out another pencil and then breaks it again. And then Dr. Hill's like, ah, class is dismissed. And he's like, Mr. Hill, I believe you should bring a pin next time or something. And it's just, I don't know. It's just so weird, but it's so funny. 
I just love like how serious he is as he's breaking the pencil each time. Well, I mean, if you're going to be intimidating breaking something, like you, you got to commit to it. <laughs> you can't just be like, oh, whoops, my pencil broke. Like it has to be snap. It's like a staring, staring contest. Down. Yeah, it's so funny. The, <laughs> the, <sighs> it's such a perfect little encapsulation of who this character is. Yeah. So, um, so I mentioned this is, you know, just a bit of 80s Lovecraftian goodness. I... <sighs> As much as I hate to admit it, I still haven't read like the original H.P. Lovecraft reanimator story. I don't think it's similar at all. I'm sure that it read. isn't. If it's anything like uh, From Beyond, which is another Stuart Gordon directed Lovecraft inspired story starring Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton and is just just batshit bonkers. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, there's no other way to describe it. Yeah, uh, I need to see that really bad. If it's anything like that, it is a short story about like 10 pages that basically like is the first part of the movie so like i wouldn't be surprised if the uh, lovecraftian story is just what happens before the opening credits yeah and then Stuart gordon's just like all right well let's do the rest of this you kind of have to do that with lovecraft anyway because his stories are like 90 percent suspense and then 10 percent of like oh this is what you came here for yeah it's like okay people went insane uh have fun with that <laughs> let me describe the mountains of madness that are like Rorig, uh, whatever. <laughs> I read. I listened to "At the Mountains of Mount of Madness" recently, and I was like, "God, this is so slow." And he constantly is comparing things to the work of like Rorig or something. I can't sure. remember what it is, but it's just like, get to the point, man. <laughs> no, the point. I'm is not that really a fan of Lovecraft's driving writing. You insane. It, yeah, it literally is slowly driving you insane. If that's the if that was the point, then I mean, I guess I understand why he's so well revered, <laughs> but. He's he's something special. Um, yeah, so like the story, we're still still on the technical. We are, yes. The, the story certainly has its flaws, but I mean, it's a standard sort of mad scientist bringing someone back to life. So standard Frankenstein or monkey's paw or any of the, but I have the power to wield to bring these, bi- whatever. Story doesn't matter. It yeah, is it's, just, it really is basically just Frankenstein, but yeah. turned up to 11. Yeah and a half (laughs) the not all the acting is great like all of the acting is exactly what it should be but so this came out in 1985 and i hesitate to call it a b movie because it is so much better than a b movie it's really well made yeah i mean when i say when i say b movie i just mean kind of like a high concept horror movie that high concept low budget kind of thing this movie does not feel like it's amateurishly made at all. No. It's it's really well made, but it's just it's trash and it knows it's trash and it embraces the fact that it's trash. But like in and the that's best what's great way about it. Exactly. And it's that's what's great about it. Yeah. These <laughs> this is a little bit of a spoiler, but I don't care. It is the best possible way to to me at least to like explain what the movie is and and kind of what you're getting into. So at one point and again, spoilers, but minor. It's not that important to the story. Whatever. Who cares? Um, the the roommate, um, Dan Kane, by, Dan, by yeah. Bruce, Bruce Abbott, uh, at what point his cat is dead. And so Herbert West, Jeffrey Combs, brings the cat back to life. And much like Pet Cemetery, it starts attacking him and is like an evil undead cat. And so uh, Dan comes downstairs and he's like, what's that noise? And like, then they're both trying to, uh, to attack this cat, which was Dan's pet for however long. Yeah. 
And then at one point, and this is the scene that sums up the movie, Dan gets the cat and throws it against the wall. Yeah. Not a cutaway shot. And like, I'm sure that it was just, you know, like a rag doll or something. Obviously not a real cat. Right. <laughs> but you see him and he is so committed to the scene and they play it so seriously. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. It looks like. Well, when, he, uh, when it hits the wall, there's like a little bit of a brain little bl- splatter. Yeah, there is. And, and again, today, they too. are committing to it, but it is so funny just to watch someone throw their cat against the wall. <laughs> their undead cat. Don't actually do that in real life. Yeah. But to me, that sums up the movie where it is just... It's so absurd, but everyone is playing it so straight and that's what makes it great. Yeah. And like it is it is a horror comedy, but it the comedy doesn't come out in like trying to be funny. Yeah. Like when Herbert West is trying to set trying to keep oh the, put uh, the, the head, head up yeah i know <laughs> yeah and it's just like it's not staying and then he it's sticks it on just scene. one of those little like receipt pikes that's what's funny it's funny because this movie it's so over the top and there's so many like crazy practical effects but what what really sticks out to me is like you said these little moments where it's just like it's trying to set a head up and it keeps falling over or throwing the cat against the wall like those those are really the two moments two of the moments that stuck out most for me like it's just so funny, and it's it's funny too because they're playing it so seriously. And I mean, it, it even it's even kind of scary when you're watching it. But I I just imagine every time they yell "cut," like like with Evil Dead, we talked about, like everybody's just <laughs> busting out laughing. Like this is gonna be like I can just imagine being on the set of this film and thinking like, "What the hell are we making right now?" <laughs> There's well, no and, way this is gonna turn out well. And then the movie actually turned out really well. And like it's not laughable because it's bad. Like there are some movies that I watch that. I, they're okay they're bad movies they they just are but like there's still so much fun but yeah the fun comes from this is not aged well and it's kind of amusing and yeah it's, it's pretty great um but with reanimator the humor doesn't come from oh haha look at how terrible it is it's like the again just such awkward situations and not what you expect to happen at all and like almost an uncomfortable laughter like yeah. you're laughing because it's like haha oh wait this is actually kind of creepy yeah but still really it does great. get a little uncomfortable <laughs> man it does give new meaning to um <clears throat> so from an emotional standpoint <laughs> i i've already said it i love this movie yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Like it's so it's it's pretty short, like it's really well paced. Um I mean it, it flies by. Uh and it's like just wall to wall fun. Like there's not a moment in this movie where it feels tedious or slow or anything. It is not a short movie. According to IMDB, it is an hour and forty five minutes. No, it's not. According to IMDb. Well, IMDb is wrong. Well, maybe it's looking at the unrated version. It's an hour and 25. Is there an unrated version that's 20 minutes longer? Because I need to see that. <laughs> if there are 20 extra minutes. Oh, man. That's... <clears throat> I don't know. There might be a version with 20 extra minutes of insanity. That sounds crazy. I don't even know what that sounds like. Because it... this movie... I mean, it's one of those where it, it escalates slowly. Kind of like you get just a little bit of craziness in the beginning. And then by the end, it's like wall to wall insanity. And it's just an absolute blast. Like it feels like a roller coaster ride of a movie. Yeah. And it's even, so much fun. And even though Jeffrey Combs is absolutely the star of this movie, he's not the star of the movie. Like he is not the protagonist. No, he's not. The protagonist is probably the weakest part of the movie, I would say. Yeah. I mean, he's he's, he's OK. He's just bland white guy. Number yeah. one with his girlfriend and there's like a love story element that i don't think quite works for it but yeah that's really the only that's really the only downside of the movie we're going back to technical stuff again but anyway that's <laughs> the 
All right, this is not a spoiler because it happens like in the opening scene, but it's still, and this I guess is technical, but whatever, it's still just talking about how fun the movie is. I have never understood how in the opening scene, uh, Herbert West is found like with a dead professor and like he's arrested and then like immediately, oh, he's joining this other school and is like really, really well uh, respected. And it's just like, what? Yeah, it's super weird because they even mentioned they're like, so what was it that you were doing over in Germany or wherever it was that he was at? And he's like, so about your class, like they just totally skip over, like they don't even explain it whatsoever. Yeah, but and, like I think they even mentioned the fact that he was working with Doctor Whoever before his untimely death. And yeah, like, but what what happened between <laughs> him being found with a dying Doctor whose head exploded? I just I have to assume that he just zombified everybody in whatever country he came from, so that maybe. way he could leave. There was no trace of whatever happenings whatever happenings were going on down there i don't know it just (laughs) it makes no sense maybe this is uh no it doesn't but it doesn't need to right it's just it's a good opening scene to kind of give you an idea of like okay this guy's doing something weird and bringing people back to life he is reanimating them with green ooze with uh um crap what is it it looks like a glow stick liquid yes (laughs) i bet i bet that's exactly what it is love it uh yeah emotionally it is just a really, really fun movie to watch. There's there's a lot of gore, a lot more yeah. gore than I expected. There's yeah, there's a, there's quite a bit, and there are, there is one scene in particular. It's the scene in the movie that made me so uncomfortable, and I don't know if that was a good thing or not. I'm like in my mind, I'm like, is this going too far? There's a lot of mixture of sex and violence. Yes, and it is very eighties. Yes. Yeah. And it's no holds barred. Like they're, they it, go for it. <laughs> yeah. It, it is the type of scene that even people who like have no problem with violence during the scene, like it, it kind of makes everyone in the room uncomfortable because it's not just like a quick glance. It is a very prolonged scene. Yeah. And it just like, I feel weird watching this with other people, but I feel even weirder watching it by myself. Yeah, and imagine watching it by yourself in your office at work <laughs> and your boss is standing outside the door like, hey, can I see you for a minute? Uh, Yeah, hold on. Let me just hit this button really fast. <laughs> let me throw this against the wall like a cat. I don't know anybody who's... I don't know any person who's ever done that before. It's just... No, of course It's just not. a situation that might happen. Yeah, like that... It's not a thing that happens ever with anyone. <laughs> Because the internet is not a thing that exists. Uh, um, all right, rewatchability. Oh, it's super rewatchable. It's it's somewhat like and it's so much fun. I I think we've already probably hit the nail on the head with this one. Like I I would rewatch this again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Especially if I could watch it in a theater. Oh yeah. I really really would love to see this movie in a theater with packed full of people. Lucky for you, I have a projector. It yeah. doesn't have a room full of people. But it has a room. It, it's, it has a room full of Nathan. Yes, and that's all that I need. Me and my clones. <laughs> You're reanimated clones. <laughs> uh, so, oh gosh, y- yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely uh, rewatchable though. It's 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 like like we said. Yeah, so I mean, it, it is the t- kind of movie that if you are a fan of horror and have never seen it you have to see it and then you have to see it again and again and again. Like it, it is again, one of those movies that no matter how many times I've seen it or how recently I've seen it, I'm going to jump at the opportunity to rewatch reanimator. Cause it's just, just beautiful and a masterpiece. Agreed. 
and it makes me want to watch From Beyond. I and mean, we still haven't even seen the sequels to Reanimator either. There are sequels, and I didn't even realize that there were so many sequels. And now I want to see them, but I'm afraid they're also going to suck. I mean, yeah. not also. Why do they, I say also? I'm afraid like, they're going like to suck. Like many other sequels to amazing movies. Yeah, like especially horror movies, because <clears throat> there are so many of these that get franchised out, and then the, the it's just like diminishing returns with each sequel. Yeah. But it is called Bride of Reanimator, which is enticing in a way because this is such a great little Frankenstein kind of parody that it's it would be interesting to see them do a, a bride of Frankenstein version of this story yeah and here's what's really sad I have bride of reanimator still haven't seen it that's not sad you have life yeah obligations and, and things and, and too many movies and too many movies uh all right who do you recommend watches reanimator yeah reanimator um That's yeah pretty much any about. fan of any fan of like 80s horror if you love over the top gore and crazy stuff if you like pet cemetery i think that this would be a good one there's a lot of overlap between this and pet cemetery i think um we touched on that just a little bit uh but yeah i mean as long as you're not uncomfortable with sex and violence then this and you like horror movies then this is especially if you can like if you don't need your horror movies to be super serious and super scary or whatever, like you have to keep in mind that this is like a very tongue in cheek kind of movie. Like it's very over the top, very much like a really goofy concept played totally straight. And that's what's great about it. Yeah. So if you like that kind of stuff, then yeah, absolutely. Watch reanimator. Yeah. I mean, I've already said this, but if you are a fan of horror at all, like I feel like this is required viewing. I don't view you as less of a horror fan. If you've never seen it before, It's just like, if you enjoy horror movies, you just, you have to see Reanimator in the same way that you have to see Evil Dead. There's other horror movies that it's like, okay, it's really great and you probably should, but... Yeah, like I, if you if you put together a list of the 100 essential horror movies, it's definitely going to be on that list. Somewhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably within the top 50. Uh, if you've ever seen anything with Jeffrey Combs or Barbara Crampton and thought they're enjoyable... You should watch Reanimator. Um, if you've ever seen anything else that um, um, Brian Usna or Stuart Gordon has made, you need to see Reanimator because they, yeah, like this just sets the tone for so many other movies. Like watching the stuff, I have a different appreciation after watching Reanimator. It just, so many wonderful 80s horror movies have been a result of. Um, Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton and Stuart Gordon and Brian Usna and you just you, you just gotta love them um so so yeah if, if you're a fan of horror at all and like Eric said as long as you're okay with the gore and nudity then then reanimators go for, you. for it yeah it's, it's a blast it's a lot of fun don't watch it around your mom no yeah don't don't watch it around your children either <laughs> depends on how old they are well, yeah, if they're young children. I, when I say children, I just think of... <laughs> I, f- I forget that you can be a child and, you know, an adult at the same time. Right. It's, yeah. Young children. And not instead of your children, let's say young children. Yes. There you go. Don't watch it around kids. Kids, yes. Because that, that would be awkward. Especially if they're not your kids. Like, that makes it even weirder. Except you can also be an adult and a kid. Kid at heart. We're really off off the rails right now. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. So, Eric, where do you want people to find you? Uh, if you want to see my other ratings and reviews, you can find me on Letterboxd. And my name on there is Eric J-A-Y. And you can also find me on Twitter. It's Eric J-A-Y Harris. And that's it. And you can find me on Instagram at the Gargoyle Podcast. On Twitter at the underscore Gargoyle. 
uh, and on Facebook and Letterboxd at The Gargoyle. And if you're enjoying these episodes, um, be sure to follow us on iTunes and Stitcher, Google Play, and Anchor.fm. Just do a search for The Gargoyle Podcast. That's G-A-R-G-Y-L-E because it is a gargoyle wearing an Argyle sweater because wordplay is fun. Uh, <laughs> puns are great. The puns are the best. Like I, w- I was so ready to be a dad even before I was a dad. <laughs> like my dad jokes have just gone super saiyan in the last couple of months. <laughs> It's fantastic. I oh, love it. Oh, yeah. Dad jokes are awesome. They, they really are the best. Uh, <laughs> the best part is whenever you tell a dad joke and people just stare at you funny and they don't laugh and they're like, you're so stupid. And it's like, I oh, know. When, when That's exactly the reaction I want to get secretly. Yeah, when it's like, people do that, like it feeds into it. <laughs> so when I make a pun and someone groans, it's like, yes. Yes. Fuel my pun power. <laughs> oh, and they don't even know it. Yep. <laughs> like when someone laughs at a pun it's just like all right cool yeah, yeah like puns yeah. great when someone groans it's, mm, i can torture <laughs> them with humor i love it uh yeah so if you're enjoying these episodes uh, let us know give us some feedback tell us what you think tell us what scares you what movies you would include on a week of uh movies devoted to your fear and what palate cleanser you would include because i feel like that also says a lot about what the horror of the week is um Yes, so come back tomorrow, because tomorrow we're going to be going through another just, oh man, I I have started this movie, and I have not yet finished it, and it is already like, oh my god, so amazing. Uh, Tomorrow we're going to be talking about Pieces. Pieces. Which is, I want to say from 1982, I think, I don't know, early to mid-80s, and it is... Oh, man. Yeah, they talked about this on the 80s all over podcast, um, did a review of it. And when I was when I was listening to that review, I was like, yeah, I've got to see this movie. Yeah, like, it just sounds insane. The, Maybe even more insane than Evil Dead 2 or Reanimator. The, the opening scene, like before the credits, tells you exactly what kind of movie you're getting yourself into. And... Even though the opening, we're getting ahead of ourselves, even though, even though the opening is what I expected it to be, it is not what I expected to happen. And I love it, <laughs> and it's amazing, and yeah. So come back tomorrow as we uh, go on and on about pieces, which I haven't finished and Eric hasn't seen yet. So it'll be a, seen. a new experience for both of us. Is this a movie that I need to, like, if, if I'm watching this movie in the living room and Allie walks in, is she going to be like, is she going to think it's grounds for divorce? Don't let your kids see it. Okay. <laughs> but my wife is okay. Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would it? I'm just, I, I was, I was just looking over the IMDb trivia for reanimator and it said that, uh, David Gale, who played Dr. Hill got a divorce from his wife right after this movie came out. And people were thinking that it was because of the scene he has with Barbara Crampton in this movie. <laughs> and so whenever you're talking about pieces, it just made me think of that. And I was <laughs> it is another eighties sex and violence gore fest. And yeah, gotcha. The, the, so this is fear of decapitation week. The opening scene before the credits involves someone having their head sawed off with just like a saw like just a standard wood saw literally sawed like the type of thing that you would show a little kid to be like oh which of these is a saw like <laughs> don't actually show this scene to test whether or not a kid knows what a saw is, is. this a saw but <laughs> is this how a saw works it it is uh yeah not based on horror movies not the go-to for decapitating someone but 
it still happens. Hmm. We are so far ahead of ourselves talking yeah. about a movie that we're not talking about yet. So if you want to hear us finish talking about pieces. It's just a preview for tomorrow. Yeah. Get you hooked. Come back tomorrow. And then we're going to go through our uh, palate cleanser, which is still mostly undecided. And then the analysis That's episode. because of me. Because I'm a can, wimp. You, you just don't. You don't know if you can get the taste out of your mouth with this movie. <laughs> so. God. <laughs> I don't know if I want this on my Netflix <laughs> watched watched thing. You can, you can I don't. Have, I don't want to know what other movies Netflix would recommend to me after watching this movie. A Bug's Life. So, be so sure much. to come back. I quit for our review of pieces and our palate cleanser, and then definitely check back for the analysis episode because I I have no idea where that episode is going to go, and. I, I'm scared excited about it. <laughs> it'll be fun for sure. Yeah. It'll be interesting at least. <laughs> yeah. So come back for more horror-y goodness as we continue our 60 days of Halloween. But uh, until next time, that's been it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle. And I'm Eric, a.k.a. the Chimerican. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. bye bye